Hello and welcome to the inaugural 2019 episode of Deek Geeks, wherein we talk about two different things that I can barely remember. Welcome to the D Geeks. Uh, this is episode fifty-two. I think it's fifty-two. It's either fifty-two or fifty-three now. Um, and it's the first one of twenty nineteen. Hello, I'm Avery, and this is my co-host Mark. Hello. There he is. This is a bit of a weird opening, isn't it? Yeah. I'm doing it. That's. I don't get to do it usually. It was professional. Check me out. Well done. I'm doing it. 2019, brand new, fresh start. All new, all professional. <laughs> like how? So. Yes. Seed cartoons, straight into business. No yes. messing about this time. No messing about with the fact that this is a show where two friends delve into the Deke archive looking for hidden gems. Exactly. Shit. I probably should have mentioned that. Oh, um, well. well, we have now. Well, I'm still <laughs> learning. I'm still learning. This of is course. still my inaugural professional Avery episode. So, as the professional of this podcast, um, which do you want to go with first? Because, um, of course, as usual, we have two Deke shows to work with. Uh, because we're just getting back into the string of it, we went with a half-hour pilot and a half-hour uh, VHS special. Yeah, we just wanted a nice, easy episode to kind of sink back into things. Um, there are no easy episodes. No, That's there's no such thing. There's no such thing. Um, tell you what, let's go for the more nostalgic choice this time, which would be the first thing that we saw, which was Legend of the Hawaiian Slammers, a, a Deke cartoon uh, pilot that was a complete knockoff about pogs. Yes, this would be a 1994 pilot. I think it aired around Thanksgiving, which is when uh, they used to air all of the unaired pilots because cartoons are expensive to make. So if you don't, even if you aren't planning to make an actual series, uh, you could still show the pilot as a sing as a one-off special. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be Pogs, but there's no actual Pog licensing involved. Yeah. That's the interesting part, really. I mean, they've got the word slammer in there, and that should be familiar to anyone who is ever into pogs, but that's not really a pog word. That's not really a licensed pog word, because you can't really copyright such a word. Um, yeah. Um, so, pogs. Yeah, pogs. <laughs> Let's just take a moment to, to throw back to pogs. Since this weird 90s and early 2000s craze and fad of little cardboard discs that had a variety of little designs on them. Yeah, the discs were called milk caps, and that's because they were literally uh, the caps from cartons. Mm. Uh, they're called Pogs because the company that produced them uh, was most famous for their, I think it was pomegranate, orange and grapefruit juice. It was passion fruit. Passion fruit. Passion fruit, orange and grapefruit juice. Uh, P-O-G, Pog. Yeah. And they were based in Hawaii, where kids started um, using the, their milk cap things uh, to play a game, which they immediately stole and, and marketed. Yeah. <laughs> so good job on that one. Uh, capitalism at its finest, of course. Um, the original slammers were, of course, several of the milk caps uh, glued together. Yeah. And then they made plastic ones and yeah. made the fun. And then metal ones came from the... Uh, <laughs> from the bootleggers. From the bootleggers. The dangerous <laughs> metal ones. <laughs> Danger, very dangerous. Easily kill a kid, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So what's what, what, do we, what, do we, what do you think about when you think about pogs? What, um, what's your Right now, I'm just thinking that a dangerous metal bootleg Tazo... Uh, uh, Tazos were never metal because they were in packets of crisps. Yes, if you were to make a bootleg Tazo slammer, uh, it would actually genuinely be dangerous because those things had ridges. 
Hmm. They weren't a singular disc, but yeah. we're jumping ahead with Tazos. Yeah, okay. So let's let's wind back in time on. about about our personal histories with Pogs. So you first, because my my history with Pogs is really bloody boring. Um, Pogs. Uh, it, I am literally slap bang in the demographic that had Pogs. Uh, we played them on the playground. Mm-hmm. Uh, we collected them, we played with them, we had bootlegs, and the bootlegs were often cooler because you had more shinies. <laughs> uh, and also more danger. And more danger. And I was bad at it. Yeah, that, you really had to have quite a good bit of dexterity to play Pogs well. And how do you even play Pogs? You just like stack them up and then smack them or something uh, with the slammer? I mean, I or? don't know how you're supposed to play Pogs. There's like a variety of ways, because they're just it's just a versatile toy. It's just cardboard discs. But the way we played, uh, you stacked them up, you threw a slammer at the pile, and then whichever one's turned over, the person who throwed it, who threw the uh, slammer, gained. Right. The person who has the most... Uh, wins and they either gain the ones they gained through the game or uh, they get to choose the best out of the ones played right i always thought the concept of players getting to basically steal the pogs from other players through the game was a bit of a i don't know i thought that was it was kind of mean it was yes uh it was competitive risk versus reward of course mm. but yeah, um, it was also gambling for kids. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, personally, I wanted to keep them. Uh, I, I didn't want to get rid of mine, because they all have cool designs on them. Um, I mean, you've got ones with flaming yeah. skulls on them, and flaming skulls are always badass. Well, that's true. And, and got, also like, something you read directly from a review of yes. Legend of Hawaiian Slammers. In I'm pretty sure, no, dude, I'm pretty sure I had at least a couple of flaming skull pogs myself. I'm not they were pretty common. Were the official one? Did the official yeah. one flaming skulls? There was a, there was definitely an official flaming skull park. Um, the, I the designs the, went all over the place. To be completely I honest, I remember the hairy caveman dude. Yes, that was the mascot of the series. But I don't remember much else about the actual official pog design. Well, the official pog designs varied weirdly. They they kind of some of them were like mimicking like um kind of 50s 60s style and and advertisements like enjoy pog and stuff like that some of them had the hairy caveman dude as you mentioned and then some of them were just like cool designs and some of them like were weird inexplicable jokes that didn't really make any sense and weren't really funny so it's it's quite interesting the variety of pog designs um and we also mentioned um tazos as well which were the knockoff pogs Brought to us by Walkers, known to our American listeners as Frito Lays. Uh, I believe um, Unilever actually had Tazos internationally. Did they? Blimey, okay. Yeah. Well then. Well, Tazos were the knockoff pogs. They came in your packets of uh, potato chips and that. They were higher quality than the actual pogs. Yeah. Um, and had... Um, you had like, I think it was like three in a pack, wasn't it? Yeah, but they were also thin plastic. And also they, were, they uh, got on the uh, licensing train pretty quickly with it and i believe there was like star wars pogs uh, and stuff pretty quickly they're literally named for the fact that they had um looney tunes characters on originally that's right right in the middle yeah, of the uh, taz, the taz, taz renaissance O's. yeah shit i forgot about that well there we go um yeah but my history of pogs is considerably more boring in that i came in much more after the uh, fad and craze came and went um my issue with it starts with Tazos, because um, I think I uh, th- I was just on the tail end of Tazos coming to an end, I believe, um, when I was very young, and uh, I recall a few years later on, uh, I can't remember which came first, it was either uh, going into a discount store called Home Bargains and finding that they had quite a few boxes of kind of kind of pog starter sets they, they came with like a little cardboard arena and some slammers and a whole ass ton of cardboard pogs um and it's like five quid i remember getting that um but i also went to car boots uh and i picked up a few 
pogs from there because they people just selling pogs like in containers and stuff like the car boot sales and they were going for cheap so i remember picking those up as well so it didn't take very long but i had a pretty considerable pog collection out of the gates um and yeah the i think the way that i was also taught how to play pogs was from the starter kit which did have the instructions for it and it was exactly as you said you stack up a big pile of pogs and you smack a slammer down on them um and the ones that I picked up from the car boot did include some bootleg ones. So I did have some metal slammers. <laughs> so like there was one with like a yin-yang on it. There was one with like swirly psychedelic colours. And they were all um, holographic. So they had that kind of sheen to them when you moved them yeah. side to side. Which and was, so painfully 90s. Yeah, they were beautiful. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where my knowledge of Pogs starts and ends. It was a thing that I collected for a year or so and then got bored of them. Um other adjacent things um, would be, oh wow, um, I don't think this was anywhere else. I think this was a UK specific thing because it was produced by um, Panini, which is one of the collectible sticker card kind of companies here. Uh, which I don't think they're still existing anymore. I think Tops took over them. I think maybe. Uh, oh god, nineties. Was this when they were still owned by Marvel? I don't know. Marvel this is used- this isn't nineties we're talking. This is uh, mid two thousands. Oh, in that case, this yes, this is post Marvel. Yes. Um, so Panini, uh, I believe Panini did them. Pretty sure they did. Um, it was a tie-in with the new at the time Pokemon series, anime series. I can't remember which one it was, um, but it was the new English dub one, um, and they were called Waps. W A P S. And they were these weird kind of square-shaped bits of plastic that were um, like 3D objects, plastic 3D objects. And they were concave in the middle uh, in a kind of a circle pattern. And you could stack them up, like kind of put one down and then you kind of turn your next wrap kind of slightly like diagonally and you stack that on top and basically get a big stack tower of waps. And then you use another wrap to knock them over or something like that. I didn't quite understand what the point of the WAPs were, but I ended up having quite a sizable collection of those too, uh, complete with a big plastic case to hold them all in. And that's kind of one of the interesting, semi-interesting uh, things that came after POGS that never really took off as far as I remember. I remember there were also Yu-Gi-Oh! WAPs as well um, that were similarly useless. There were just these weird bits of plastic that seemed to have a game attached to them, but in reality didn't. They're just pogs. Yes. They're just just plastic pogs. Thick plastic containers. Yes. Well, no, they weren't in containers. I mean, they look like pogs in caddies. They weren't. It was was a bit bit of plastic with a sticker on top. Oh, in that case, they're a sticker on top of a bit of plastic. Yes. They are literally knockoff pogs, kind of. They came after pogs and they didn't get any kind of attention. (laughs) Yeah. I do remember seeing the sun, but mostly in. car boot sales and uh, yeah and charity shops yeah i i think i did i can recently see a uh, big old box of waps and i was very <laughs> tempted to get them with the year ones so they don't they weren't the ones that i picked up but i think there were a few pokemon ones in there as well i was like oh i remember these they were shit <laughs> yeah i think i mean is, is pogs the last of these waps is the last of these well no i mean of the ones that were really big Oh, um, yeah, that's a good question, actually, because there were quite a few, like, collectible object kind of things that had pseudo games with them that basically mattered to do, stack them up and knock them over. Um, I remember another one, which was from Tops, which was called Crazy Bones, which were these weird little yeah, plastic figures. Yeah, I remember figures. Crazy Bones. I was about to bring up Crazy Bones. Yeah. They didn't do well either. No. Um, but, I mean, that was literally just knuckle bones, but they're mm. plastic characters. Yes. I never got the craze with crazy with crazy bones. I didn't. I didn't really care about them. As Nobody much. did. That's why yeah. they, didn't, they didn't get past the first couple of series. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, I mean a couple people of are years, still trying with them. Oh yeah, but I mean, a couple of years later, you had Pokemon cards. Uh, Pokemon came, cards came before this. Before Pogs? No. Oh, you're still talking. Right. We need to sort out the timeline here because okay. we're talking about modern, like more modern stuff, and then you're going back to Pogs without even remotely okay, telling me. What I'm me. saying is, of the really big ones. You had Pogs. Mm. A few years later, you had Pokemon cards. Mm. After that, it's all electronic stuff. 
Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. Either way. <laughs> Either way. Duel Masters tried and failed. <laughs> Either way, it's the last of the truly successful, this is literally just shit we threw at a bunch of kids <laughs> in the guise of a game. After that, there has to actually be a game involved or electronics involved before, yeah. before kids would buy it. And I put that down possibly to the massive influx of video games, which meant that kids were playing more complicated things and the idea of, here's some bits of plastic... What do we do with them? Ah. Yeah, um, I got your point. It yeah. just kind of... Um, this sort of cheap, super cheap toy died off as, I guess, as digital stuff became easier to get. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, because it did kind of start to drop off around the mid-2000s. And when the mid-2000s came, it just kind of... The internet was taken more seriously. Things started picking up. Web 2.0 was on the horizon you know, I remember, um, God, do you remember the web browser Flock, which was Mozilla Firefox, but all your social networks are there. And it was like all on a big sidebar. You could just click on the sidebar and you just pop up in a little sidebar for the, like Twitter and your Facebook and shit like that. The kind of early beginnings of Web 2.0 happening there. Uh, uh, later users might remember Rockmelt as well as a successor to that. Um, <laughs> sorry, big nerd. Uh, that's from the era when I was actually interested in computers and oh dear. <laughs> took a very extensive amount of time. That that was, yeah. In fact, that was around the uh, same year that I was obsessed with finding alternative browsers that weren't Firefox <laughs> um, because I was a bit fed up with Firefox at the time and well, Chrome hadn't come out yet. Yeah, uh, whereas you're currently at your fuck Linux stage. Yeah. So proud of you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Well, I suppose what it comes down to is why spend a couple of quid on a few bits of paper when for free you can play with your Neopet. Yeah, that's a very good point. Ah, <laughs> oh, Neopets is good. That's another episode. <laughs> no, it isn't. Oh, I suppose I suppose the success of Neopets led to the success of the uh, online game Horseland. <laughs> <laughs> which there was a deep cartoon oh, for oh god Horseland yeah we need to get to the modern deep stuff before oh, they die that's going to be a real but shit fest we've right. talked about everything but the cartoon yeah we've, we've infused in a bit of nostalgia but we're just delaying the inevitable here we have to talk about this uh, attempt <laughs> at uh, cashing in on the pog market yeah what if there were a bunch of slammers that summoned superheroes. That's pretty much the entire premise. Oh, not a particularly solid one, is it? No. It's pretty boring. I mean, that's. I'm pretty sure that's been done already, but with other stuff, not slammers. Yeah. I mean, basically, some evil scientist finds an evil slammer that summons an evil supervillain. And he says that there are five evil slammers and five good slammers, <laughs> and they're all in a volcano. Evil slammers. Sorry, that entire concept is so absurd to me. Meanwhile, a small child who is obsessed with pogs finds this good quote, slammer. Quote, pogs. And this good slammer contains a good superhero who tells them that this... <laughs> That the uh, the volcano was to contain both of them to stop their power from seeping out into the world. So the good slammer superhero takes the boy on a quest to find and contain the evil slammers, and uh, they go through a volcano, and then all the slammers fight, and the volcano explodes. The end. That is literally everything that happens. This takes twenty three minutes. Yeah, it's, um, it didn't even set it up very well for, um, another episode. I mean, the boy finds the, uh, the, the good slammer that he had the entire time, just in a rock, uh, after he escapes, and then that's it, he runs off with it, while yeah, the, I mean, this while the volcano is still erupting. I guess the setup is that, uh, all of the... Uh, slammers are scattered over the uh, islands of Hawaii. Oh, cool. So it's Dragon Ball Z. How many islands are there in Hawaii? Is it five islands? I don't know. I, 
I can't geography. I'm sorry. Well, neither could they because I. Well, mean, that's useful, isn't it? I mean the uh, the way Hawaii is shown in this thing is an abomination. Yeah. 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 Yes. Very much so. So modern Hawaii in this thing uh, is shown as mostly involving bamboo huts. Yeah, it's... um, And is full of white people. Yeah, it's... uh, It's worrying. It's a very worrying depiction of Hawaii. Um, I mean, it's a depiction of Hawaii that doesn't even take into account, you know... Hawaii tourism brochures. Yeah. I mean, if they'd have actually filled it with more flavour of Hawaii, you'd end up with the movie Lilo and Sticks. But. Lilo and Sticks? Sticks? Oh. Is it Sticks? Sticks the, ba- Sticks the Badger from Sonic Boom has now <laughs> been inserted into this, this Disney classic. That would improve the movie. Um. <laughs> the aliens would have no reason to be in there because it's just a story about a girl who finds a weird talking badger and a takes weird it Australian home. talking badger that has a very rough and scratchy voice. I'd watch that movie. It's but you know what? It sounds like a um. It sounds it sounds like a fucking flash animation. It sounds like some kind of daft parody thing that a Flash animator would come up with. Okay, okay, okay. Regardless, we're I'm... coming up with better ideas for cartoons than this one already. I made a list of things that the creators don't understand. Okay. The game Pogs. Yes. They seem to play it by spinning slammers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What the fuck was with that? <laughs> well, they needed an excuse for the slammers to be able to spin round people. Right. As the method of summoning the su- of the superhero things. Right. Because good people can summon good ones and evil people can summon evil ones. And why they didn't just make them all neutral, but allow whoever finds them to summon them. So that there is some sort of risk to an evil person finding the slammers to be able to control also, them. Also, it feels like there's maybe a slight physics area in the way that that game was played in the cartoon, because the the, the kid, the main kid, he does the, the flicky trick with the spinning s- slammer, and it um, it kind of knocks the pogs that are on the ground, and sends those spinning, and I'm pretty sure that's not how physics works. Yes. Well, talking of how physics works, any scene involving a volcano... Yeah. At one point, a slammer is engulfed in magma. So that should just be gone. Yeah. That should just be melted. It next turns up just embedded in a rock in a field. Right. Well, for one thing, if that rock had had somehow uh, been blown out of the volcano, it would be uh, red which hot. We never see uh, that field would have burned down. Yeah, because it would have had hot lava landing on it. Notice I say magma the first time because they keep going inside this fucking volcano <laughs> with no protective stuff. They just keep walking through this volcano and, ah, ah this seems magma. all right. This seems nice and safe. Nothing could ever go wrong. Oh, God, why? In the final scene, the only scene where actual civilization is pictured in this th- thing, there is a volcano erupting next to a major city. <laughs> Nothing could ever go wrong with this. We're fine. Hundreds of thousands of people are going to die. No! It's fine. It's all special effects. Yeah, what We're else? filming a movie up there. Do you want to come and have a look? You know what else they don't understand? Teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a weird goody two-shoes teenager that doesn't really do anything. It's a very faceless teenager, isn't it? Yep. He just kind of follows along with whatever happens. Uh... Hawaii, we've already discussed it, doesn't understand Hawaii in the least. Yeah. Music. Was there music? The kid goes to a music lesson. Right. The teacher says, now let's learn this Eric Clapton riff and then plays just random generic music. <laughs> yes. I remember that. What the fuck was with that? That's... Uh... 
Uh, it was like absurdly complex as well. Character design? Yeah, they were generic. They're bad. They're just outright really badly designed superheroes. It was really generic. There was clearly influences pulling from everywhere. I would say He-Man. <laughs> There's a bit of He-Man in there. A bit of 90s Marvel. Yeah, definitely a bit of 90s Marvel. And any grasp of its own mythology. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's... Just kind of... This is a popular thing at the moment. We could try and get some money off it if we cash in on it quickly. Sounds good. Let's do it. Oh, no. Dave called in sick. Yes. Oh, that's okay. We've got James to back us up. Oh, no. James called in sick, too. Oh, shit. Oh, God. <laughs> well, no, it's not, but it's... Quick, quick. Let's get the janitor in. He can sort it. It's more... Quick, write a spec script. Good enough. Let's make <laughs> Ship it. Ship it. That'll do. Yeah, this thing this thing wasn't going to work at all, was it? I feel like if you were going to do a Pog cartoon, it would not be a superhero thing. It would be about the caveman mascot. Potentially. I feel like it would be about... It would be a cartoon antics thing featuring the characters that are often seen on the Pogs. Yeah. If you were going to do a licensed Pog thing. If you were going to do an unlicensed Pog thing, superheroes is a stupid idea. What you should do is have them going around the world looking for ancient Pog-like artifacts. Because then you can sell these cool ancient artifact-looking Pog slammer things. Which is presumably what they were going to do here. But the superhero gubbins make no sense whatsoever. So just make it kind of a cool Indiana Jones-style... We go to be this honest, place, find this artifact before these you know people what? do. No, because that's a solid idea for a licensed pug thing. Because you could have these kids adventuring around collecting this shit, and they would go into a cave in the first episode, and they would see a crude drawing of the mascot, <laughs> and we go like, "This seems familiar. <laughs> it's him." <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We have to find him. Maybe the slammers have powers. Okay. But don't make it them wouldn't superheroes. be superheroes. It would be you you activate the pogs and now you can fly. Here's the thing. Or their teleportation. They they have teleporting abilities. Absolutely. You know what we've just described? Jackie Chan Adventures. Shit. We've <laughs> just described Jackie Chan Adventures. <laughs> Which is a much better cartoon. Oh, Jackie Chan Adventures is great. <sighs> Speaking of some mid-2000s nostalgia, Jackie Chan fucking adventures. I collected those motherfucking medallions. I had the case. Absolutely. That oh. was that was this idea now that done was better. A, that was a good bit of guff collecting. Absolutely. The medallions, because well, that was super cool, because like, oh, shit. It's like I'm Jackie Chan. <laughs> God, that thing was wonderful. <laughs> So it was far better than it had any right to be. It really was. <laughs> but this uh, wasn't. Disney tried to uh, ape a bit of its success with Jake Long, American Dragon. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was That was thing. also pretty good, I remember, though. Because the, the thing is, is with, with the Disney stuff, the Disney TV series, which got shown over here, uh, usually through CITV, I remember them being pretty decent. I mean, I saw the uh, Empress New Groove TV series, I saw the uh, Lilo and Stitch TV series, I saw the um, um, Jake Long American Dragon TV series and I remember all of them being pretty damn decent uh, Yeah, Disney TV wasn't that bad at the time Yeah, um, I mean, It's almost as if the Disney Channel output is often really, really <laughs> fucking good. People often joke about iCarly and people say like, actually no iCarly was pretty good actually Uh Drake and Josh was... Oh, that was Nickelodeon. Ah, so was Zach Harley. Bugger. I fucked up my, uh, my analogy here, haven't I? Zach and Cody? Zach and Cody. Uh, that's a Raven. And also the spin-off Corey in the house. Who was not about Corey being the president. It was just Corey literally being in the White House. Hence Corey in the house. Yeah, he was the son of the chef. Uh, yeah. 
I can't remember, but I only know this it was from the description. Corey was the Corey was the brother of Raven, right? Okay. And then Raven came back in a recent TV series um, about a, <laughs> I don't think it was living in an apartment, growing up with her kids, and her son has inherited her psychic abilities to see visions or something like that. Huh. So basically restart. It's basically a weird reboot of that Sir Raven, but now Raven is old and I, has kids. I have to admit, I mostly only know of this from uh, looking into uh, shovelware GBA games last yes. week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of crap. Um, okay, but we're getting vastly off of the uh, topic and we still have another cartoon to talk about. Who did Lizzie McGuire? Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> Okay, uh, back onto the topic. The second cartoon, which was the uh, half-hour VHS special that we saw, which was uh, McTreasure Island, a McDonald's-themed Treasure Island Yes, cartoon. this was The Adventures of Ronald McDonald, McTreasure Island. I don't think I could fire, see any more The Adventures of Ronald McDonald cartoons. No. They'd have turned up in my list if they had made them. So this is probably also a failed pilot. Yeah. And to be honest, I... It was fairly decent. No. I remember, I thought it was pretty decent. No. It's just, the problem is the writing. (laughs) (laughs) Just maybe... Okay, right, let's start at the beginning. This is a McDonaldland thing. History with McDonaldland, go. I have no history with McDonaldland. Me neither. Great, I have seen good hustle. Ma- I have seen <laughs> Mac and Me, which has the same <laughs> Ronald McDonald. Yes. Um, right. <laughs> Where do you lead in from Mac and Me? Um, I remember... Um, seeing a, a wall mural of the McDonaldland characters. But that was pretty much after McDonaldland had kind of stopped being a thing and they hadn't uh, done up the McDonald's in particular yet. And sure, soon enough, like, they did renovate it and that wall art had gone. So, um, yeah, my history with McDonaldland is pretty much entirely through proxy of other people talking about McDonaldland. <laughs> I did not eat at a McDonald's until I was in my late 20s. I didn't eat at McDonald's until I was... Ooh, I would say... Around about 10, 11, 12, maybe? I, I, was, I certainly uh, was kind of stopped from eating it by my uh, mother, who didn't want me to get on the junk food that early, which is fair enough. But yeah, uh, but neither of us have any experience with the thing that this is actually based off in the first place, I mean, which is know, a good start. We know some of it through cultural osmosis, of course. Yes, you yes. know who Ronald McDonald is. You example. know who Grimace is. Grimace yeah. was a meme for a good period of time, thanks to a uh, crude drawing of him. The um, I don't know if you saw it. There's a a daft and crude drawing of uh, Grimace, where uh, kind of turned around sticking his arse out and looking at the viewer with the text, what's wrong, Ronald? Could it be you're craving my McNuggies? I never saw that. It was a meme for a time. Okay. Uh, the twenty, the early 2010s were weird. Uh, I, I was reading an academic document. Uh, <laughs> sorry, this weird academic essay uh, the other day, which I did purely because... For some reason, it fucking quotes a terrible YouTube video I made uh, about 15 years ago. <laughs> no, it can't be 15. Which one was that? When was Chocolate Rain out? Oh, God. Um, it was like early 2000s, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, so 2001, was... I want to say. Oh, God. No, it can't be that old. No. Yeah, it can't be that old. YouTube wasn't uh, that popular at that point. 2007. 2007. It's way more recent than I thought it was. So That's scary. Okay, so this terrible meme video I made about 11, 12 years ago, uh, 
is completely irrelevant except for the fact that one of the first and most influential um, academic uh, articles about viral video uh, is kind of named after it. Right. Um, I made a mashup of Chocolate Rain and Zero Wing called All Your Chocolate Rain Are Belong to Us. And there is an article uh, called, um, I think it's just called All Your Chocolate Rain Are Belong to Us, uh, viral video in something, something, something. So when you search for this video, you get the academic article, things about the academic article, and my video. Boy. It is quoted in about 20,000 books. And uh, on Google Books. So a lot of my academic papers. So you're basically an an unsung YouTube star. I guess. (laughs) Or rather, I somehow created the most average uh, meme video of that year. The one that just defined the concept of meme videos. Chocolate rain mashed up with all your base. Oh boy. <laughs> but uh, that article described early 2000s, well, late 2000s, I guess, 2000s uh, online humour as being sophomoric. Mm. It's very much college humour. Yes. Hence collegehumour.com. Yeah. <laughs> which doesn't really go college humory anymore. No, it's starting to take a bit more of a weird direction from what I can tell. It's mostly sketch comedy these days, isn't it? Yeah. It's actual comedians doing sketch comedy rather than a bunch of... Uh... Yeah, they just kept the name for legacy purposes, I guess. Yeah. I guess I think I guess at this point a rebrand would uh, fuck everything up for them. Yeah. Um, regardless... Uh, yeah, let's not talk about the meme. No. Um, Hamburglar. We know who Hamburglar is. Uh, yeah. He's a weird fucko who tries to steal hamburgers, but is also a friend because Ronald is too kindly to uh, put a grudge on someone who is just hungry for some hamburgers. And for some reason, I still don't get why, but he only speaks in um, the word rabble rabble. But I can occasionally, in brief instances, say the word thanks. <laughs> yeah, I I don't really get the hamburger. No, I don't either. Because um, isn't the mayor a cheeseburger? Yes. So if you're a guy who steals burgers... Oh, he steals hamburgers, not cheeseburgers. But they're the same thing. Well, it's got a different name, isn't it? <laughs> but one just has a slice of cheese on it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like cheese. Okay. <laughs> He's lactose intolerant. Yes. A lot of comedy has already gone into all of this about the dissonance of McDonald's land. Yeah. Uh, suffice to say there's no real point in looking at it in that angle anymore, except for the fact that fucking Birdie, is Birdie supposed to be chicken nuggets? I don't know and I don't care. I Birdie is kind of a bird girl yeah who looks like um a bird yeah alternatively one of the female characters from arthur but with a beak uh no everyone in arthur had arms well that's true she does have wing arms we also later see the captain who i believe was uh supposed to be um i think he was the character for the filet of fish Right. And also some fucking creepy oak tree. Yeah, what the fuck was with that oak tree? I don't know. I looked it up and all I find is this cartoon. Why is there a creepy oak tree in McDonald's land that keeps talking to us? Reminds me of um, a fuzzy childhood memory I have. Um, remember when I was very young, we went into a mother care store, which is a store that sells uh, products for mums, for your your uns, for your young kids and stuff. Oh yeah, they also had creepy oak trees. Yes, you are right. The the branch that was local to us had a massive creepy oak tree and I remember being pretty scared by it. Yeah, yeah. Because that too had a face. Yeah, the 90s Stop giving oak trees face. (laughs) It's it's a horror thing. Why do people keep putting it as a happy, nice thing? Trees should not have faces. 
Unless, well, some trees should have faces. Some trees are, are just dryads, and they're cool. Well, yeah, but I mean, they're, they're not... They're not Ents. Yeah. Ents are a bit different. Yeah. They're just beings within the tree rather than the yeah, tree itself. that's true. Well, either way. Yeah. So, basically, the plot of this one is that... Uh, Ronald and his friend fall into a magic book where they just accidentally invade the plot of Treasure Island. Yeah. But because the plot of Treasure Island takes a lot more than uh, 20 minutes to tell, they do chunks of it and then you just get bits where Ronald McDonald is narrating large chunks of Treasure Island to try and (laughs) link the bits together. Speeds up the exposition. Um, Huge chunks of it are literally just just exposition. It doesn't really work, does it? No, not really. Um, but the, the non-talky bits work. Do they? Yeah. It's a fun adventure with your it's friends. Not- okay, the biggest crime of this thing is probably that Long John Silver is pretty much a non-entity in it. It has one of the weakest portrayals of Long John Silver. He doesn't really do anything. Uh, he's- he, he tries and makes the... The cast and crew walk the plank, and yeah. how the fuck Grimace doesn't fall off, I have no idea. Although I suppose it helps that he's bottom-heavy rather than top-heavy, but I, I mean... I believe Grimace fucking dies. Yeah, Grimace kind of dies, like, four <laughs> times in this film. He snuffs it really wildly. <laughs> Tumbles down the hill, falls into the ocean. <laughs> All sorts happens to poor Grimace. So what did you like about this cartoon? I have no idea. I did say, I think I'm only saying that I I thought it was okay compared to fake pogs because unlike fake pogs, this is more watchable. I'm not sure. But it, that is not yeah. to say that it is watchable. It yeah. is more watchable than the fake pog cartoon, but it is not watchable. But neither of them are watchable. But the fake pog cartoon slips into kind of a negative state of non-watchability. It's like... It's... I don't know. Like, as a kind of a gauge, uh, when we're talking about, like, how non-watchable something is, you know, you've got, like... <sighs> McDonald Land is at, like, one. Then zero is super-duper sumos. And then over at, like, negative five... Negative two, let's say. Negative two is the fake pod cartoon. Really? You thought the fake pod cartoon was less watchable than Super Duper Sumos? Yeah. I would have said they were pretty much on par. Well, we're not creating a yes another list for this, okay? Uh, fair enough. There was an example that I came off with off the top of my head, and I am talking bullshit out of my house, basically. Fair enough, fair um, enough. I, just, I don't know. The... It's 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 this weird uh, thing. Oh, we forgot to mention before they head into Treasure Island, which they do say through falling into a magical book. Um, they are like demonstrating magic tricks, or Ronald is demonstrating various magic tricks. Yes. To uh, to Hamburglar, Grimace, and Birdie, um, and. It's basically just going, Chekhov's gone, Chekhov's gone, Chekhov's gone, Chekhov's gone. (laughs) Because he just keeps reusing these magic tricks uh, later on to get out of the various situations he ends up in. And then Grimace snuffs it. Yeah. Um, So, is there really anything else that needs to be said about this cartoon? Because there's not really much to it. I... Yeah, no, it just kind of happens, doesn't it? Yeah. And then that's kind of it it's i wouldn't even say it's uh, a decent thing to put on for your kids because i'd imagine even kids would get bored with this well it's also just it's marketing for a restaurant that contains no food yeah so do you want to start wrapping this one up Ah, uh, yeah i guess <laughs> as our very professional host oh i see it very <laughs> professional host yes well <laughs> Um, before we can wrap this up, we need to rank these cartoons, as okay. it were, because we have had an episode before where we <laughs> talked about a thing going, oh, that was an alright discussion, let's wrap things up, and then we ended the episode before we ranked it, so that yeah, was fun. I did mean wrapping into a, uh, ranking things as part of the wrap-up. Oh, uh, let's rank things <laughs> let's up. Let's make sure to do that.
and not have to do a remote call. <laughs> let's um, a new phrase instead of let's wrap things up. Let's rank things up. Ooh, okay. Dun 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 dun. dun. Okay, fake pogs, Legend of the Hawaiian Slammers. Where are we talking? Uh, do we have? Do these go on the same? If it was produced by Deke, then they go on the same one. Right, so we don't have a separate one for one-off specials. No, as long because as that would be Christmas-y. absurd. Okay, in that case, uh, I mean, what can you really compare this to? I suppose the thing you could compare it to most easily uh, would be Defenders of Dinatron City, which was far, 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 far superior. Right, because this is this shit, as is the McDonaldland one. Let's start from the bottom. Okay. And count our way up. Okay. Barbie and the Rockers. Mm. New Kids on the Block. Mm. Ultra Force. Mm. Super Duper Sumos. Mm. Liberty's Kids. Okay, I don't think it's as good as Liberty's Kids. Double Dragon. Uh, definitely not as good of a double dragon. Gadget Boy. I don't remember a fucking thing about Gadget Boy, do you? Uh, I mean, I grew up watching it, so I do, Aww. but it's very inferior. Uh, Hello Kitty's Fairy Tale Theatre is where I'm going to draw the line and say that it's more watchable than, uh, than fake pogs. <laughs> okay. So you reckon around that area? Yeah. The thing is, is... Because I can't remember a thing about Gadget Boy, uh, I have not much to go off for that one. Um, Double Dragon is more watchable by by a long shot because it's just, it's bad, but it's mockable and it's fun to poke jokes at it because of how awful it is. Um, And we had considerably more to talk about with Double Dragon than we did with either of these. This is better than Double Dragon. Um... Liberty's Kids was more just boring than anything else. It didn't. It didn't really convey any information in an engaging way. It was it just was, kind of. It was extremely it high quality, but failed miserably to be both a piece of entertainment and a piece of educational video. Yeah. Better or worse than Liberty's Kids. Worse than Liberty's Kids. Super Duper Sumos is worse. Yeah, I think we might be here. Yeah, okay, let's pop it in. Number 39, which will soon become number 40 as soon as we put in the thing. Unless it goes lower. In fact, you know, let's not even announce the, the things. I'm just going to put in fake park. Uh, fake park. Uh, McDonaldland. Where go? Somewhere McDonaldland pretty is, similar. McDonaldland is better than fake park. Yes. But it's not Maybe. as good as Liberty's Kids. Yeah, I think, it might, I think they might be a similar amount of shit, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, okay, let's just put it above <laughs> fake pogs, fuck it. So yeah, number 40 is fake pogs, uh, Legend of the Hawaiian Slammers. And number 39 is the McDonaldland McTreasure Island. Yeah. Yeah. So, we've got a two... Two, two rather naff cartoons for the returning episode of D-Geeks, which uh, <laughs> it's part for the course, really. Yeah, start as been, you mean to go on. Yeah, it would have been nice to uh, start off the new year with a nice, decent thing to talk about. I mean, it's a shame because one of the previous times we've done a weird, uh, forgotten pilot uh in fact, two of the times we went with we had forgotten pilots. Yeah, Poochie and Dinatron. Great, really great things that would have been good cartoons. Yeah. But this thing is, you can see why it didn't get. Uh, I'm still sold. sad. I'm still sad about Poochie not getting more episodes because that was really good. It I, had nothing to do with the product they were trying to yeah. sell. <laughs> but to be fair, Poochie was just stationary. Yeah, stationary and toys. I mean, well, yeah, to be fair, the Care Bear cartoon has more to do with actual Care Bears because of what Care Bears is about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, I think that's a a pretty half-decent starting episode for the new year. (laughs) Welcome back to Deke Geeks. Me and you. (sighs) 
Here's to another year of this shit. Here's to another year. Clink. So, this has been Geeks. I have been your main host for this episode for some reason, Avery. And uh, joining me was my co-host, who is normally the main host, Mark. Um, Hey, they started the episode. I thought (laughs) it might as well continue. I started it pretty well. Um, You can catch us on Twitter, if you're lucky. At most of Kobolds. Uh, it's occasionally checked. Um, Mark is on there. Vordus, V-O-R-D-U-S, at mastodon.social, uh, if you're on that train. Um, we are at, as always, mostlykobolds.com, where you can check out the previous episodes of our other shows, which have now died. <laughs> <laughs> and they were nice ideas. And... Um, of course, check up on the occasionally updated ranking list because, as you know, it changes every episode. And oh god, we really didn't think the le- ranking list idea through enough, and now it's too late to change it. Yeah, we could have changed it for the new year, actually. Bugger, In we didn't way? think far enough ahead. I don't know. Look, never mind. Just keep ranking. Yeah, we just just keep it's ranking. Simple enough. Um, yeah, but. Uh, if this is your first time listening to this show, then uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. If you haven't, then give another episode a go. We do have good episodes, trust us. Not the Sailor Moon one. Don't look at the Sailor Moon one. <laughs> the Sailor Moon one is, is bad. It is Don't on, look at the New Kids on the Block one either. That one's also bad. That one's Sailor Moon one is simultaneously our most popular and least popular episode. Cause yeah. We had nothing to say about that massive franchise. <laughs> We are sorry, Sailor Moon fans. We will do your thing justice soon enough. Um, I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, that's literally it. That's literally it. There's nothing more to say. Um, Yeah, so there's that. (laughs) We're on iTunes if you're uh, not subscribed already. If you're checking this out as a bet, then uh, well done (laughs) on you for keeping that up. I hope that uh, it's worth it in the long run. You get a nice new podcast to listen to and whatever was the outcome of the bet. Um, you can subscribe to us on all sorts of things. Whatever podcast player you're using, we have. I we're on iTunes, uh, and we we have an RSS feed. And did you manage to get us on Google Play Podcasts? Uh, yeah, we're on Google. Play we're on Podcasts. Google Play Podcasts now. Don't use Google Play Podcasts. <laughs> Please stop using it. Does the UK even have access to it we yet? We still do not have access to it, as far as I know. And also, to be completely honest, the Google Play Music app is really not good. Please stop using it. But the best place to get us is our RSS feed. Yes, guaranteed. And you can get to that RSS feed on our website, mostcobos.com. Just click on any episode and it'll be down there at the bottom of the post. Uh, underneath the player. Uh, you should be able to see it. It's, 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 it's there. You can just look and see it. Anyway. Um... Yeah, that's it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, see you later. And happy new year. Oh uh, yeah, happy new year. Hope hope twenty nineteen treats us all marginally better. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> see you later, folks. Bye.